Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Dads. My name is Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. Cool little chat today. Jeff Walsh from Imagery by Jeff. He's a photographer, but with a little bit of a difference. Jeff is really big on the storytelling side of things, and we're going to have a good chat today about how Jeff got started off in photography, which is a cool story in itself, but also why he really, the message that he really wants to get across when he's shooting with a client. So join us for this chat. It's going to be an awesome little insight into the life of a photographer. And I think you'll find by the end of this as well, if you're in Sydney and if you are looking for some shots to jazz up your professionalism and to get your side of the story across, to make you come across as more human to your clients and to your prospects, then Jeff will be the man for you. So over now, let's get into this story. Welcome back another episode of Small Business Dads. Jeff Walsh from Imagery by Jeff is my guest today. How are you, Jeff? Good, thanks, Daniel. Mate, thanks for coming on and I look forward to finding out a bit more about you and also about the uh, the photography business. But first, before we get into all of that, give us a bit of a background on you and what's your story? Uh, my story? Um, well, that sort of ties right in with Imagery by Jeff and I know you're talking about personal side, but... Um, yeah, it's all story. So my story, uh, I tend to think I'm 51 years young. Uh, the body tends to think differently. That's exactly like mine. I'm not 51, <laughs> but the body would tell me I'm about 61, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You have those days. Trust me. Um, so yeah, 51, uh, previously married with three kids, divorced. Uh, now I've got a new partner. She's got two kids. So between us, we've got five. Add in the four legged fur baby. So that's six. You've got your uh, hands full. Well, yeah, yeah. There's a granddaughter in there as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, we have one that lives with us every second week between us and her dad. That's, uh, she's 14. So the other four kids are off our hands and living independently, growing up and doing their thing. So, yeah. Uh, been doing photography for 10 years and... My career background, I suppose the best way to put it, is emergency services. So 27 years in emergency, or 28, 29 years in emergency services of various forms. And what led you down the photography path? Uh, it was actually, uh, well, they say mother, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. Um, and I'll try and keep long story short, which is not easy for me. Uh, my eldest daughter went to Queensland to represent New South Wales in futsal and going way back then, I'd always dabbled in photography and I thought, well, I'm not going that far without taking photos of her. Um, and those pesky professional sports photographers charge a mozza for what they do. So I put the call out to some friends and borrowed a camera for a weekend uh, for the week, actually. Uh, went up to the tournament, photographed my daughter playing, and a week later came back, 5,000 photos, and the bug had hit me. <laughs> Got you in. Got me well and truly in, yeah. I, I mean, as, as I said, and I've said this in my blog posts, um, yeah, I grew up with cameras in my hand, but never really understanding, never really knowing photography. Yeah, but I've always liked it. But yeah, 5,000 photos after a week. Got, you uh, in. got me in. So I came back, bought a camera uh, and had to go bigger and better than the one that was lent to me because that was lent to me by a friend. 
uh, is now a partner, so she has a lot to answer for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then my youngest daughter was going to New Zealand for athletics, uh, with little athletics. So we went to do a fundraiser. And I said, oh, I can photograph all the kids running around on a Saturday morning, sell photos back to the parents and make some money for the kids travelling. And uh, at the time, the president of the club was a lawyer and he's gone, well, if you're going to do that, you've got to have a business and you've got to be responsible. The club's holding no liability, yada, 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 yada. Yep, every lawyer uh, speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I end up no having a red... any lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, they have their place, but yeah, you know, this was supposed to be a cheap fundraiser. So I end up having to go out and register the business, get a business name and an ABN and all of that. You needed fundraising after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, website to be able to sell the photos through. <laughs> so yeah, so I started that. And then because um, I got the interest in the emergency services, I sort of stumbled into doing photojournalism. Wow. Yeah. So as in covering like disasters as such or? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, a big... A big part of what I've done is uh, firefighting. So I'll follow the firefighters doing the bushfires and building fires and car accidents, things like that. That's the main interest in the photojournalism. Okay. So, yeah. So my partner and I, although we were only friends way back then, um, we went and got accreditation to be able to go out on the fire ground uh, with the firefighters. So we had to do training and all of that with that as well. So, yeah. Well, I guess you were able to use your background knowledge with that and put it towards the new business as well. You probably knew a few ins and outs about. Uh, yeah, I knew a little bit of <laughs> the ins and outs. And um, yeah, a, a, one thing that was the bonus was I could predict the fire a little bit better than the average photographer. Sure. Yeah. Um, Which is handy. Out, yeah. Yeah. Work out where to get into ahead of it. Yeah. And also, as we found out during the last season, was uh, when to get the hell out. Yes. As well. But that's the other big thing. It's not just a matter of getting in there. It's getting your ass out in time as well. So you see some pretty amazing shots in those type of situations. So how do you feel like being in that sort of spot when you're that close to something that you've got no control over? Um, well, to a fair degree, you do have, a, have control. You, you, you can control where you are when you're there. Yep. Yeah. And as I said, knowing when to get out. Yeah. Um, over all the years I've done it, this season, there was a couple of times there for the first time that I actually thought, oh, this is not looking good. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I knew I'd actually given myself the best fighting chance. I was in front of a really well-prepared house, property, They had sprinklers there, the lawn was mowed, the trees were cleared from the house. There was a fire truck there. They had a 400,000 litre underground water storage tank, yeah. Um, And this was up at Bilpin when it went through Bilpin on the Saturday afternoon. Um, So I knew that if there was any place to be, this was one of the few places that I actually wanted to be and had the best chance. Well, I can't imagine having to... (laughs) be in that situation and then for what you see in the heat and like those days are hot enough as it is when it was 48 degrees or whatever it was um, in the peak of it but then obviously you add in all the flames and all the danger in that situation it's yeah it's definitely something you don't want to be seen on a normal day's work i'm imagining 
No, no. And um, yeah, the other the other side is you're not there to be a uh, draw on the firefighters as well. No, no. that's it. You've got to stay out of their way. You've got to stay with them for the safety, but you really can't get in their way. They're not there to protect us as far as the media goes. No, exactly. I'm sure that's the last thing they want to worry about. Yeah, it is. (laughs) All of this, I think it all comes back down. I know you're big from what I've seen from you on your LinkedIn posts. It's about storytelling. Yes. And that's what you're getting across now. And how do you feel that relates to photography? Um, the, the storytelling, well, as, as far as I go, the whole journey of how I got into photography, what I've learned over the years, the things that have worked, the things that haven't worked. Yeah. Um, living by experience, learn by experience. Um, and because I've tried different things, I've tried landscapes, I've tried what we call macro and this and that, and I've worked out, yeah, no, that's not my interest or I'm not that good at it move on, try something else. Yeah. Um, so my whole story, my whole journey of where I've got to now makes who I am. Uh, so as far as the storytelling and the business of imagery by Jeff, it's not my story. It's my client stories or my audience's stories. Uh, it's basically putting their story into imagery and getting them to connect with their audience by using photos, by imagery. And is that an easy story to draw out of someone or it depends on the person? It very much depends on the person. Um, And personal branding's a new, a little bit of a new thing within photography and marketing business building. Uh, Niching right down, which is the way a lot of businesses are going. A lot of businesses are niching, not just say, doing finance, but they will only do mortgage finance or only do car finance because they know all the ins and outs and they can perfect that trade. Uh, So with the personal branding, I'm doing it through storytelling. So I've niched down that little bit further, which is really new. So a lot of people don't quite understand where I'm coming from. Uh, So it's hard to get it out of a lot of people. And obviously by personality, mm. some people are easier than others. And I guess it depends on the, on the product or, the, or, or whatever it is that they're trying to get across as well. And some things that you know, they might sell themselves and tell themselves, they you know, tell the story themselves, maybe I'm hazarding yeah. a guess. Yeah, they do. Um, but it's, I, the best way to describe it is I photograph who you are not what you do. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm looking for something that you have in common with your clientele, with your audience. Uh, and one of the best people I photographed funnily by funnily enough was actually a solicitor. Okay. Uh, now Claire's a family lawyer, which is a niche market in itself. Yeah, definitely. But she's not a typical, when you get to meet a lovely lady, um, but she's not your typical lawyer. She's got dyed hair. She's got the shaved side of the hair. She's got tattoos. Uh, so she's broken the mold of being a yeah, lawyer. Yeah, definitely. That's a bit different from the normal stereotype you'd imagine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So trying to photograph her as a stereotypical cookie cutter lawyer doesn't work. No. 
She'd, she'd just be out of place. She wouldn't feel comfortable. The photos wouldn't be good. And she wouldn't connect with the people that she wants to. So I did three, what we call three stories for her. And the first one was in the office doing paperwork, notarising legal documents, just to show people that, yes, she can do that. That's the core of her business. Um, and then talking to her, because she's family lawyer, she's got people coming to her at the darkest, lowest points in their lives. Yeah. And she expects, or she doesn't expect to be able to represent them and do the best for them. She needs them to open up to her as soon as they meet mm. and connect. And if you don't know the person beforehand, it's you're not going to reveal your darkest secrets. No. So the next, the next story that we shot was her sitting, relaxing, reading a book, feet up on the lounge in the kitchen, making a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, having a smile. Uh, and the cup, the cup is actually a wonder woman cup with a tea bag hanging out of it. And she's laughing and engaging with people. So people see that she can empathize with them. Mm. It's not all legal. There's a whole empathy side to it and she will sit and listen to you. And if that's what it takes, that's what she does. Um, and the third story happened by chance. Um, when I was leaving her house the first time on meeting to organize the shoot, she's got, Oh, I've got to show you my baby. And we've walked out the front. She's lifted the roller door and there's this 800 CC black and chrome motorbike. There you go. That's the way to connect people for those that are that way inclined. Exactly. And that's what we call the uncommon commonality. Yeah. So how many female solicitors do you know ride an 800 CC black and chrome motorbike? That's right. Yeah. So we photographed her sitting on the bike. So people, uh, I tell you what, I look at the photos and I, I've told at this point blank that looking at some of these photos, I don't want to go up. I would not want to go up against her in court. Yeah. Because she looks intimidating. Yeah. But then she's got this other photo where she just oozes empathy. Mm. So people would look at her and go, oh, look, I can tell this person my full story and she's going to go into court and fight for me. Yeah. And that's who Claire is. That's who she is. Yeah. And she's very passionate about what she does. And that was part of your storytelling was to get her in her own house. Um, yeah. She works out of her own home. Okay. Well, uh, like a lot of people are at the moment. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that, that's what helps, we shot there. Yeah. But it helps humanize it too, because it, it's, it does. Cause it's not an office, a stuffy office that yeah. looks the same as every other one. Yeah. Mind you, I've told her, I want to actually shoot her in a, in an office with a row of legal textbooks behind her with a brown Chesterfield chair and the thin layer of um, cigar smoke. Yeah. Like you picture the traditional lawyer. Yeah. With the sleeves rolled up showing its tats. Showing the tats <laughs> with the shaved head and the bright red yep. hair. Yeah. There you go. Just there to show you. that she's broken that mold. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So the, the whole thing comes back to the uncommon, common, uncommon commonality. Which helps bring that you know, connection between, it's like anything, if you're telling a story that people are going to buy from someone who they like yep, and someone who they don't feel that's totally alien to them, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, one thing I, the one thing I work on is pretty much exactly that. Um, by telling your story, your audience gets to know, like, and trust you. Bingo. Yeah, uh, and that's it, yeah. 
the days of selling yeah, discount rugs every weekend for 50% off <laughs> for six months are gone. Exactly. Yeah? No, well, people can see through in. all that rubbish, can't they? They do. They do. And, you know, those sorts of ads are just gone. You know? Even the dental ads and those sorts of things, they're, they're diminishing. They haven't gone totally, but they're diminishing. They've been fostered off to that special channel that no one watches. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, I think. Yeah, but um, people want to know, they buy in first and they buy into that personality. They buy into your motivation, your why, which comes out in your story. And how do you normally get that across when you're actually wanting to do a shoot with someone? Because like, they're coming to you and might, if they're not coming through a referral where there yep. might be a bit, where their guard might be a bit more lowered, yeah. Um, how do you normally get that across to someone? For someone listening now, that part part of um, my whole onboarding process and journey uh, is, I, I say that I take my clients, my audience, on a journey. So there's a little bit of self discovery in there as well for the client. Uh, I'll I'll actually, I'll sit and meet with them, uh, preferably face to face, or at least those Zoom meetings Zoom are the way Zoom. to go. Um, and have a chat. I'll then we'll decide where we want to shoot. So I'll actually go out and have a look at where we're going to shoot. Uh, so I can start to picture in my mind, what shots are going to work. Uh, and, and we'll talk through it. Yeah. And, and talk about what's your personality. What's your why, why do you do what you do? Hmm. Yeah. What's your message to your audience? And I've also got a questionnaire that they fill out. So it comes down to also um, where do you want the photos used? Photos on LinkedIn have a different feel to them than Instagram. Yep. So I'll also go through that sort of thing. So they're per every shot's purposely shot. Yeah. Um, and we have the clear story in our minds. And go back to Claire. There was one inner office, kitchen showing empathy, yep. and then the motorbike showing seriousness. <laughs> Yeah. Have you got a preference for what you like to shoot, whether it's the sporting stuff or whether it's like the uh, stuff that's a bit of danger, maybe gives you a bit of adrenaline or just the, you know, where you get to actually connect with people and share their stories? Like, where do you, where um, you go? Oh, look, oh, sports is a big thing. Um, I shot the Commonwealth Games back in 2018 in Brisbane nice. on the Gold Coast. Um, I shoot the A-League. I've shot the Rugby Sevens. So I do have a big interest in sport. Uh, but a couple of years ago, my partner and I did another project where we were telling firefighters stories. So I, I love just talking with people, you know, yep. getting their story. So pretty, pretty much um, any, anybody in, in short, um, but given I'm selling a, a product, I'm selling a service. It does come down to people that want to invest in their business because yep. it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, it's not shot on an iPhone camera. Yeah. So it's not a cheap product. Uh, you actually need to be looking at investing in your business. But I think that's, yeah, there's obviously a return to that as well for, if you're telling someone's story, you're lowering the barrier of resistance. If someone is looking to yep. invest in someone. Yeah. And, and it also qualifies your leads. Yep. Um, for example, if I, well, yeah, 
there's the good old traditional bait debate of Ford versus Holden. Now I'm Holden. I only just recently got rid of a yeah, V8 Commodore. Yeah. Big whopping V6 V8, uh, six litre V8 Commodore. Yeah. So if I posted that as part of my story, this is my interest, big, fast cars, people will look at it, go, Oh, I'm not going to him. I'm a Ford person. Yep. So, okay. I may lose a client, but I'm not going to spend hours in qualifying them to find out, well, we don't connect no. as well. So those that come through and actually connect to start with, they've already started that buy-in process because they've already started to like, know and like you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So Have you got a dream it, shot, something that you love to shoot? Um, oh, my dream shot is actually yet to come very much, uh, retire and just shoot the landscape and just nice. get that one, that one shot either. It would probably actually be the storm on the horizon. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be a, a dream shot, but I, I just like shooting. Yeah. I, I just like having the camera in hand. Whatever comes after is, uh, yeah. That's yep. the beauty about, yeah. you know, we know with nature what it's going to throw at you. If you're looking yeah. for a scenery shot, there's always yeah. going to be something that'll come up. You get the yep. best of get the best of every opportunity. Yeah. Now, how do you unwind from all that? Like, you know, obviously there's some jobs are more, you know, easier than others to do. And but what do you like to do when, when you're getting away from that? And when you get, if you do get a chance to get away from the family side of things, when you don't have the kids around? Uh, our, well, pr- pretty much four wheel driving. Four-wheel okay. driving and camping. Um, as I said, I used to have the V8 Commodore. I got rid of that and got a Hilux four-wheel drive. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's, uh, you could, uh, so, so I guess you get to combine it all. You get to go out somewhere bush now that we can do all that sort of stuff again and go and shoot somewhere out there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm dying to get back out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So my, my unwinding would actually be just going bush. Yeah. Um, which I've been known to do a couple of times, you know, just a weekend away by myself or something. Nice. Yeah. Get away from the world and unplug. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, it's not that far, but there's places close enough that you, know, you can unplug. There's no reception. There's no nothing. Yeah. You, you, your entertainment's the, the fire and making sure that you've got all the firewood before dark. And your esky's full. Yeah, and they do lead a fridge in the back of the Hilux. It takes a lot of emptying <laughs> on your own. <laughs> well, let's go back. If you cast your mind back a yep. few years back to when the kids were a bit younger and, you know, when they weren't off living their life. Yep. yep. So have you got anything that you found worked for you as a dad? Oh. And as a, you know, whether it's as a business owner, as a dad, or just a dad in general that worked for you that, someone, that might be able to help someone else? Mate, to, to be honest... Um, and yeah, this is a dad's in podcast, you know, uh, dad's in business as, as a dad, um, I'll actually say I really wasn't the greatest of dads. Yeah. Um, I actually separated many years ago. My youngest was only three when we separated. Um, and I had three kids pretty much on my own for many years. Yeah. Um, and we're very, very dysfunctional family. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I can't say much was a great success. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, I've, I've found it hard to find that balance. Yep. But being the single parent, um, I probably oh, overstepped the mark a bit, yeah, in being at times too strict, you know, too controlling, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, and by the time my kids hear this, they'll probably all be sitting there going, yep, yep, yeah. Um, the last few years have been a, a revelation for me, to be honest, yeah. So, yeah, but it, it's finding that balance between, yeah, the good and the bad side of it, yeah. But at least you, like, you know that now, so at least you're not, you know, living in a, you know, oblivion or whatever. And Yeah, but it's, mate, honestly, it, it, it is a big hard lesson to learn. Yeah, yeah um, and that's why I said I, I look. I can admit, yeah, I wasn't the greatest of dads, um, but I, I always tried. I never wanted my kids to be those kids that people look at and go, "Oh, you got to excuse them; they're from a broken family." Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd never accepted that, and I probably overcompensated. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. It, it, it was still, we look, we still had a great time. I actually took the three kids on my own or on my own, but with a group of other friends on a six week outback trip. Oh, there you go. Through, through the you know, Simpson, Alice Springs, Flinders Ranges. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we did have a lot of successes, but yeah. Yeah. I just think it wasn't it's, the greatest of times. <laughs> no, but at least, at least things are, at least things are moving on a better path now. And, yeah, well, maybe th- that's th- a lesson things, in itself. Things are getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's, yeah. you know, that's one of the yeah. take homes for someone listening as well that may be in a similar yeah. situation as you. Like, you know, whether they've separated or what have you, there's definitely, yeah. it's definitely not easy, but it's definitely not yeah. too late if things are, yep. aren't, aren't as smooth as you yeah. like. And, and on, honestly, it's one of those things that we don't talk about, and particularly as dads. Um, but get, the, get help. Yeah. Um, whether it is just yeah, a candid chat with a mate or professional help somewhere somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, just, t- just take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's the hardest thing, isn't it? As a bloke, like I know things are starting to change now, um, you know, for the better. And there's a lot more talk around in mental health and especially with blokes. But there's still, like, you know, there's still a large number of the suicides each day, are men, and yeah, because yep. they're not talking. Yep. Um, and I guess that's the main message here. Just if you do need help, just reach, even if it's just a mate, you know, grab them with a beer and yeah, have a chat. Or and and I think the, the the mates have got to be open to it as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As I say, don't. Don't take it so hard if you do ask, yeah. Yep. And if you get asked, we'll be open to it, yeah. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have, have to have all the answers. No, no. And quite often, you'll never have the answer, but just talking. Yeah. Yeah. Just just talking is a great start, anyway. Nice. Well, mate, that's yeah. that's probably the best tip anyway to take home. I think out of all that, and so maybe this question leads into. At the last answer anyway, but I always like to ask if you could go back and tell your younger self something at any stage of your life, what would you go back and tell young Jeff? <laughs> oh dear. Um, many things. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, look, there, there's some things, honestly, there's some things I'd probably tell myself that I would change, but then you, you got to look at the chaos theory, butterfly effect of if you change that one thing, what else is going to change down the track? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like it or lump it the way I am at the moment now, I've got a beautiful two-year-old granddaughter. Yeah. So yeah. And, and if, right. Yeah. And if I changed a couple of things or something way back when, I might not have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I'm not big in, you know, what would I have changed? What would I have done? Yeah. What it is, it is. And to be honest, yeah, that's your story. That's true. That's true. That's... Mate, that's, that's, that's a, you can't add anything to that. It's a nice little answer. It's always interesting to hear someone's insight. There's someone that would go back. There's a specific point in time, but and then there's other people. There's someone that was just saying the other week that it was the exact same thing. You don't know what one little ripple would change if you did yeah. go back and change yep. what little flow on effect that would have. So it's yeah. a, um, yeah. So obviously it's all hypotheticals. You can't go back and yeah. like, I don't yeah. have the DeLorean from back to the future. So I can't yeah, go back. And exactly. Yeah. I don't mean, you know, I, I, I look at it that if I didn't ask to borrow that, Nikon camera, yeah, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have got into photography and that friend that I borrowed from probably wouldn't be my fiance. <laughs> so what led you down? Like, let's go back a bit. So what made you want to take that photography? Because you could have just shot the photos like, of your daughter with just a normal camera at the time. Like, you know, obviously the smartphones weren't as good. Well, there probably wasn't even smartphones back no. then. But whatever the, you know, the basic camera that everyone had, the old Kodak or whatever we used yeah. to have to do. Yeah. So what made you want to... The, the camera that I fancy? borrowed was actually the, the bottom of the line digital camera in its day. Okay. Yeah. Um, and me being me, when I came back, I couldn't settle for the bottom. I had to get something. <laughs> go a bit so, I, yeah, I stepped up to yeah, prosumer, bottom end of the professional range straight from, straight from the start. <laughs> so as a, uh, let's, I've got another photography question. As someone yeah. who's fairly recent in the game where yep. you know, you've only been around digital age, yeah. are you one of those people that go back now and get nostalgic for the old, you know, the old film where you have to, you don't know what you're taking because you can't see through. <laughs> I don't get nostalgic for it, um, but I do have a digital camera that I bought uh, 18 months ago, I think. 12, no, 12 months ago. It actually came up in my Facebook you know, memories the other day. 12 months ago, I bought a film camera again. Okay. And I shoot film, not so much for the nostalgia, but it slows me down. And makes me think about my photography. Okay. Because I can't fix it in editing afterwards and yeah. using software and whatnot. It's definitely changed the game, hasn't it? Because, you know, in the old it days has. when you have to go and get, well, just for a normal person, you have to go and send it off to the, you know, the photo lab and wait a couple of days to get it back and don't know if half your shot's turned out or whether you cut okay, someone's well, head I'm, off. I'm or... showing my age when I used to have to wait a couple of weeks for it to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it has changed. Um, and it's going to keep changing, but yeah, as, as good as I say, the phone cameras are, they still don't match a proper camera. So, okay. An SLR. Yeah. yeah. Um, it comes down to what you want to shoot, but yeah, yeah they, they still don't have all the technicalities of the proper camera. 
Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, it's a nice little answer because, you know, I'm just the sort of person I'm happy just to shoot on my iPhone and, uh, you know, I've got a few photos and, yep. you know, just to, that's mainly the kids these days that take up your whole photo reel or when they hijack your phone and go off yep. and shoot whatever they want to shoot. But yeah, yeah so it, but if someone is, yeah, if someone is into the photography side of things as a bit of a hobby, is there somewhere you normally point them in a direction or you just say, go with whatever you got? Um, look, the, the best camera you can have is what's in your hand. Because if true. you don't have anything in your hand, you're never going to get that photo. Yep. Yeah. Um, as I say, I borrowed my partner's camera. It was the bottom of the line camera in its day when she got it. Um, but I can tell you now that some of the best photos I've seen were taken on that camera. Yep. Because she learned photography. She learned how to compose an image, how to expose the image, how to frame it. Yeah, all all the technicalities, and yet it was still taken on by today what would be a very outdated camera. Yeah, I guess it's uh, it's only as good as the person behind it too, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, exactly. Yeah, you, you you could go and buy. I was talking to a business guy the other day, a builder, um, and, we, and we were talking similar sort of thing. Yeah, you know? and I said, well, yeah, you know, I'd buy a five dollar hammer, whereas you'd go and buy a yeah. 50 60 dollar hammer i said it still bashes nails in but you can do you know it faster and better and he just yeah. laughed at me i said what are you laughing at and he said yeah i spent hundreds of dollars on a single hammer yeah there you go yeah he said because it's so lightweight it's so well balanced and it's just so much better for him yep i'd still miss the head of the hammer Yep. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't put the nail in for you, does it? Doesn't it doesn't put the nail in for me. So a hundred yeah, three or four hundred dollars and he was talking three or four hundred dollars for a hammer. Yeah. It's not gonna help me. Yeah, you because know, I'm still pulling my hand away from that nail <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, it, it's not putting it in. So yep. it's a waste. Yeah. So whatever you've got, whatever you're starting with, is, is the best thing. Yeah. Nice. And and learn the basics first. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So is there somewhere, if someone is interested in finding out more about what you do or they're keen to maybe have a chat about you know, a bit of storytelling and a bit of a photo shoot, where's yep. a good point to, a uh, good spot to point them? Pretty much yes. on any social media. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram a little bit, LinkedIn as well. Um, so they can find me at Imagery by Jeff and my website is imagerybyjeff.online. Okay, beauty. Well, we'll put those links in the show yep. notes, Jeff. And I appreciate you coming Thanks, on and sharing. I loved having a chat and yeah. hearing your stories. And it's nice to always have a chat and hear another dad's point of view. And yep. so it's, it, it's been too. good listening to your podcast as well. That's what we were saying beforehand. Yeah, just hearing the different stories. It's been great. That's the point of it though, isn't it? And then as we were saying before, just storytelling. It's just yeah. about having a chat. And the whole point of this is, you know, whether you like a drink or not. It's just like if we were sitting down having a beer and you know, having a chat or having a coffee, if it's a, you know, if it's a bit early in the morning, because <laughs> I'm, I'm too old to, uh, to get on the breakfast beers these days. But, but you know, that's what it's all about is just yeah. finding out a bit more about someone else. And that's the whole point about this show is hopefully just that humanizes a business and gives them a face um, and puts a, you know, puts a story behind a face as well um, yeah. behind a name. Exactly. Too easy. Well, thanks for your time, Jeff. It's been awesome. And I hope someone can take something out of this and maybe uh, go and check you out if they are looking for a bit of a professional shot. 
Yeah. And so good. let's just clarify, you're in Sydney, but let's just I, I am in Sydney. your area um, for where you normally like to work with. Oh, look, I'll travel anywhere in Sydney. Um, and for that matter, I'll travel pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Obviously, there's costs involved, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm open to discussion. Except yeah. for Victoria at the moment, because we're going to stay away from there. Yeah, I'm not going to Victoria. <laughs> and you can't get into Queensland, so... So, uh, so yeah. I think we're limited at the moment. But if you listen yep. down in the future, that's another yeah. option. Yep. Too easy. Well, thanks, mate. All the best for it. Thanks, I hope Dan. it goes well for you down the track. Yep. Cheers, mate. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that little chat. As you can see, Jeff is a really good guy and a nice, easygoing guy, but he's got a great way of getting a story out of someone and... If you are interested in, like we said at the start, in updating your profile shots and making things come across a bit more professional and getting your story told in photos, um, Jeff is the man to see. So check out the link that are in the show notes for that and also on the Small Business Dads website. In wrapping up, thank you for your support for this show of Obviously, I wouldn't be anywhere without a listener. And to someone like yourself, thank you. Thank you for the reviews for those that have left a review. And if you haven't, I do appreciate any uh, Apple podcast reviews and sharing the show as well on social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever your mode is. Please support, please share. Let's get these dad stories in front of more people. And On that note, if you do want to share your story, come on the show. Send me an email, daniel at dpmtransformation.com. Give me a little bit of insight into your background, your story, your family, and of course, give us an insight into your business as well. And I love to have a chat as well to get the story across to more Aussie dads just like you and I. Until next time, Daniel Monday, smallbusinessdads.com.au over and out.